0: Welcome back to another episode of the Suits in the Stadium podcast presented by Barb the Baker. I am your host, Casey Coleman. Joining me on this week's episode is Priscilla Almeida. Priscilla is currently the VP of Events for the Las Vegas Raiders. Really enjoyed my conversation with Priscilla. We talked about a lot of great things through her journey, starting at UCLA, all the way to the Raiders. She had some great insight for those of us looking to enter or advance in the sports world few things I want to highlight. The first thing she talked about just in the interview process, she cares more that you're interested in the department or the position versus being a fan of the team. So she talked about in an interview, why do you want to work for the team? Cause I'm a big Raider fan. Cause I'm a big, whoever fan you're interviewing for, but she cares more that you're interested in events. So whether you're at a A plus event or a C event, you're going to have as much passion because you're just as excited about events overall versus the team. The other thing that I wanted to highlight, was she talked about, just taking all tasks seriously, whether it's like she mentioned, delivering the mail, taking out the trash, whatever it may be, especially when you're getting your start in sports, you really just need to be diligent. And on top of all of those little tasks, taking initiative, going above and beyond to really set yourself apart as we begin to climb the ladder in the sports management field, really enjoyed my conversation. Hope you enjoy my conversation with Priscilla Almeida. folks, please help me welcome in this week's guest, Priscilla Almeida. Priscilla is currently the VP of events for the Las Vegas Raiders. Priscilla, how are you today?
1: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks so much for being here. Uh, Excited to get to know a little about your journey. Uh, And we'll start from the beginning. How and when did you first fall in love with sports? And when did you first know you wanted to work in sports as a career?
1: I think I had always played sports as a kid, um, but what really made me fall in love with it was definitely being able to attend sporting events, whether it was gathering around the TV or actually physically going. And I think you know, physically going, having those moments in time where you see something amazing happen and get the energy of the crowd at the same exact time was just something that was very unique. I felt like even as a kid, all of your stresses or anxieties just sort of stop. Um, So I really enjoyed that piece of it. Um, In terms of when I first knew, it wasn't until I was a senior at UCLA. um, I had been working at our poly Pavilion there, setting up for events for almost three and a half years. And not until my last year did I, it sort of just clicked that this was something that I could do for a living and that I was really passionate about it.
0: Like you mentioned, you got your undergrad from UCLA in International Business Development, International Development Studies, with a minor in Spanish. Uh, you also held roles including sports assistant and building supervisor at UCLA Events and Facilities, and Director of Artist Relations at Jazz Reggae Fest. What were these early educational years like?
1: Uh, It was a lot of hard work. I think um, one other role that I don't even have listed, I also um, was a front office clerk for our guest house, which was a hotel on property. So I was a full-time UCLA student and essentially had, you know, two and a half to three jobs if you want to consider it that. Um, So I remember days where I was waking up at 4 or 5 a.m. to be on shift at the hotel property at 6 a.m., I would then run to classes from like 10 to 2 or 3. And then I'd transition over to um, the Poly Pavilion um, venue to work as a building supervisor. And then I would head over to a jazz reggae promotional event where we were out there until 2 or 3 a.m. So I had very long days where I was hardly sleeping, hardly eating, and I really credit that time frame with sort of establishing what my work ethic would be from there.
0: Sounds like quite the grind for sure. Definitely. Uh, you, you then went back to school, getting your master's in sports management from Long Beach State. Uh, during that time, you also held roles, including event management intern at Long Beach State and multiple jobs with AEG at two different locations, including Staples Center and the Novo. Why was it important for you to continue your education and how was your time working in those two venues?
1: I think I had recognized that I didn't quite have enough experience. While I had some, I didn't think it was enough to, you know, land a full-time job in the sports and events field. Um, So it was really important to me to um, try out the grad school program that really emphasized the internships um, and the hands-on experience. So I learned quite a bit from that. I really enjoyed working at Staples Center in the Novo I felt like there was just so much to learn at both locations. So while I was an intern at Staples Center, I actually ended up asking to stay on the full eighteen months of the grad school program, and also ended up shadowing every single department there, um, which really benefited me in the longer. And I still credit that with um, my, my future and, um, how I was able to grasp on so quickly. I think it's really important to understand what other departments do and what's important to them. And so it made it a lot easier for me as I progressed throughout my career.
0: Absolutely. Uh, In 2012, you started your time with Commune Hotels and Resorts as their sales and catering coordinator at Custom Hotel LAX how did this opportunity come about and what were some of your biggest takeaways from your time working with commune hotels?
1: So I had, um, reconnected with the person that I worked with on the jazz reggae festival. So when I was working on the jazz reggae festival, I had specifically booked, um, a hotel, um, for that event. And, um, we just reconnected, and he had a temporary catering coordinator position available, and I was in between jobs, and so I thought that would be a great experience for me, and it would help me with um, extending my event experience, although slightly different venue, being in a hotel. Um, I think my biggest takeaway is I knew I didn't want to stay in the hotel industry. I knew I was more passionate about large-scale events versus meetings. Um but in that position, I learned that every task is so important, whether you want to stay there or not. I remember, um, when I first became a sales coordinator full-time and I, I was, I was staying on with them. Um, one of the pieces of feedback that I got is I, I was tasked with getting the mail, checking the mail and delivering it to the appropriate departments. And, um, I was told that, um, my presentation of getting the mail to each department wasn't that great. Um, I would just like kind of rip it open and I was afraid of getting a paper cut. So it'd be a little bit jumbled and messy. Um, And so that feedback, I really took it to heart of, um, you know, I wasn't being careless. I was trying not to get a paper cut, but I wanted to make sure that each and every task that I was assigned was important to me and I wanted to display that to others. So getting that kind of feedback and learning that and knowing that that wasn't something that I wanted to do long-term, I still wanted to make sure that my reputation was that I would always do good work no matter what.
0: Sure. Uh, In in November of 2013, uh, you moved to Portland to begin your time with the Portland Trailblazers, starting as event manager and ending as director of event services how did this opportunity come about and what were some of the highlights of your time in Portland?
1: Uh, this opportunity I had been applying everywhere I knew I wanted to be an event manager I was hopeful that it would be in an MBA arena um, and I just had kept applying applying I got so many nos and finally it was just a match and a click I really um, enjoyed my time there and definitely made some great connections and overall, I just, I couldn't even describe to you how great of a fit it was. So, you know, the timing just happens when it's supposed to, and the right opportunity just comes along when it's supposed to. Um, but for me, I think some of the highlights of being there aside from the people is definitely getting to run 11 events, um, in seven days. Um, so there's two arenas on campus plus outdoor space. And so part of the challenge with that is, um, having back-to-back and simultaneous events. So I was tasked with that as an event manager and definitely thrived in that environment and knew that for sure this was the right place for me because I just, I couldn't get enough events, right? So 11 and seven days is just, is not a little amount of events for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I quickly tried to do the math in my head and was like, Oh, that's more than one a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, definitely. that's crazy. Uh, in 2018, you began your time with your current team, the Las Vegas Raiders, starting as their director of event operations. And then in October of last year, you were promoted to VP of events. how did the Raiders opportunity come about and what intrigued you most about your current position?
1: Uh, so I had a recruiter reach out to me on LinkedIn for this position. Um, and I I just couldn't really like wrap my head around everything that I was being told about what this opportunity would be. I would be moved directly to Las Vegas in 2018. Um, so the Raiders were still playing in Oakland for two seasons. Um, I would be running events in both states um, and also managing a team in a different state from where I was living and working. Um, on top of you know, building a new stadium, a new headquarters, and all of the milestone construction events that come along with that. So it was so unique. I thought, you know, this is definitely a moment in sports history that you're just never going to be able to replicate. Um, And so I felt very lucky to have the opportunity to even interview and then also um, land it. But I think what intrigued me the most about the position um, was was just that, right? Like the constant changes. The, I just, I think that that moment in time was just so unique to be able to, um, have it as an opportunity where there are just so many unknowns, um, was really great.
0: Yeah. You thought 11 and seven was hard. And then they said, here's two teams (laughs) in two states, make it happen.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Definitely a much bigger challenge than I thought possible.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you've worked approximately 16 years so far, Uh, in the events slash hospitality slash sports management field uh, to what or to whom do you credit your longevity in the sports world?
1: I would say all of the different people that I've gotten to work with and learn from Um, I've worked for so many different organizations so many different great people um, and you just take every experience as a learning opportunity and so being able to learn from the best in the industry at almost every step of my career has definitely allowed me to um, continue in this direction. And I don't think I would be here without them.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Transitioning to our advice portion of the conversation, what advice knowing what you know now and have experienced all that you have so far would 2023 Priscilla give Priscilla in 2007, starting her undergrad?
1: I think would be to have patience. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I was told no a lot. I wasn't sure that I was on the right path. I wasn't sure how long I could continue um, going in the direction that I was going in, and if it would work out for me. Um, so, knowing what I know now is that you know everything happens when it's supposed to, and it's just a matter of continuing to work hard and making sure that you're putting your best foot forward, no matter what the task is, and. Um, I, I, would say that is just, you know, it's going to be okay. Um, cause you, you always have those worries in the back of your head of, if you're on the right path or not. And, you know, everything does work out. It just takes some time.
0: Fantastic advice. Uh, especially for myself right now, cause I'm having those <laughs> questions. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to someone trying to enter the sports world or trying to advance in the sports world?
1: I think it would be I get a lot of people that when they interview, um, they tend to say that they love sports, they want to work in the NFL, or they want to work for the Raiders. And I think that's great. Um, But I specifically want to know that someone is passionate about events. I'm not sitting in the stands watching a Raiders game all of the time. Most of the time, I would say I'm not. Um, So You know, I want to know that if I'm to assign you a 10 person event versus training camp that you're going to put in the same amount of effort and attention to detail as the training camp one. Right. Like as the more glamorous one. Um, So I want to hear how passionate you are about the department and the position in which you're applying for versus the backstory of just, you know, loving sports and loving the Raiders. I think a lot of people do. Um, so what sets you apart aside from that? Right.
0: Love it. Uh, you mentioned a little bit ago, just some of the people that had helped you in your journey along the way. Uh, did you have maybe a few specific mentors in your journey that you leaned on when you needed to and how did they help you along the way?
1: Yeah, I think, um, probably at each and every, Um, location that I worked, I probably found one to three people that, you know, I really looked up to whether it was, I think what mostly what I try to find are people that share similar values to me, but have different personalities. So, you know, they won't Um, lead me in a direction that I wouldn't necessarily be comfortable going in, but they have a different personality where they might push me a little bit harder to think outside of what is more natural to me. Um, So they definitely have helped me throughout my career and just being able to go back to them and say, Hey, this is what's going on at the new place. And, um, you know, they're growing and developing and working in different areas from probably where I first met them as well. And so being able to lean on that experience from a group of people that you trust and respect is, is so important and you definitely need it throughout your entire career.
0: Absolutely agree. Uh, Not just in our career, but in our lives as well. Mentors are very important and very needed. Uh, You you mentioned earlier as we'd walk through your journey that someone through your network is how you got the job with commune hotels uh, my question is what advice do you have for others when it comes to the idea of networking Uh not just generic networking, but genuine networking where it's more than a LinkedIn connection or a job reference, but it's really building and cultivating relationships.
1: Yeah, I think it's so important. I think, you know, you can make connections all over the place. There's so many people in the industry, but it's how do you remain in contact and um, be memorable? Um, I actually, um, had someone reach out for an informational interview and she does such a good job of um, checking in every once in a while with me um, and it's not specific to you know she sees that I've posted a job or she's looking for a job even in my field it's just it's just hey this is what's going on or like this made me think of you um, anything like that is very helpful because it's very easy for you to kind of just move on, get busy and get into the routine of what your job is. Um, but having those established connections, um, and just, you know, having that interest in, in what they're interested in, um, might have you like look out for them, right. And just make sure that you pass on information, share information, all of that is super relevant to being in this field and, and establishing connections for, um, the future to come of, of what your career looks like from there.
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, You mentioned earlier just kind of how busy your life is, just doing events with the Raiders and all that. My question is in regards to work life balance. uh, How do you, what is the key to maintaining a good work life balance? How do you not get overwhelmed with your career and still make time for your family and friends and things you enjoy doing outside of work?
1: I think the answer to that one for me is definitely to be true to yourself. Um, I'm someone that can definitely lock in and um, probably work a lot longer hours than most people, right? We talked about what my college experience was like. And so I, I know that I'm not necessarily a normal person as it relates to a balance. And that might not seem like it is much of a great balance, but I genuinely love what I do. So I know for myself when It's time to come in at 5 or 6 a.m. on an office day and get some stuff done because I'm just blocked with meetings and that's the only time I have to get actual work done. And I know when I can't do that, right? Like I know if I'm just, I'm I'm really tired, I need some time for myself, I need to go to the gym. Um, I just recognize that in myself. So being really self-aware into what your needs are at different times is really important, Um, I think having open communication with your family and friends as to where you stand in that is also really important. Um, not everyone understands the schedule and the workload and what's that, what that's like for you. Um, but I try to communicate, you know, this is when I have the time, this is when I can make things work. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a choice as to what you're going to prioritize each and every time, but family is really important. So, um, having supportive um, leaders that you work for definitely assists with that. And that has always been the case for me. I think it's just a matter of being again, open and honest with those leaders to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because they won't recognize what you need. If you don't.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Communication and being self-aware of when you need that time, I think is huge. Uh, Final question in the advice portion Uh, we've, talked about it a few times, just how competitive this field is to break into. You talked about it just in your own journey. Uh, my question is, do you have any tips, tricks, or insights that people can use to set themselves apart in such a crowded occupation?
1: I think it's what I mentioned about, um, taking every task seriously. Right. So, you know, I didn't want to be known as someone that wanted to deliver messy meal, uh, mail and, um, that I didn't care. Um, that wasn't the case at all. So I kind of, took that for granted a little bit of like, I would be more than happy to like take out the trash if that is what was asked of me. But I sort of missed some of the details in, you know, how I was presenting certain pieces of my work. So I think it's that taking every opportunity that you can, whether it's a small task, um, taking some initiative as well. Um, I think There's so many times when I would love for someone to just know that something needs to get done and to just say, hey, this is taken care of. Um, That's a huge help to anyone and no matter what the career path that you're on. Um, So I would say that being very positive in your attitude um, and making sure that you're not overlooking the details.
0: Yeah, solid advice for sure. Uh, Bringing it home, final few more fun questions. First question, what is the most heartwarming or memorable sports moment you witnessed or experienced? Maybe something we as the casual fan would never see on TV, but you had the chance to witness or experience.
1: I think my answer to this one is very general because I've experienced so many different things, but I think what I get to see behind the scenes is just hearing how great athletes are or entertainers are like recognizing, you know, who they are as human beings. You see the persona for sure of what, what they're putting out there to the world. But, um, knowing who comes in the earliest on an off day to get some practice in, who's always in the weight room, um, the people that, you know, check in and make sure that they've, um, fulfilled their community obligations, those are the things that you just don't know about unless you're in the industry, and you learn to really appreciate them as your coworkers, right? Like, oh, it's so cool that you know somebody on the team is really passionate about staying after hours for training camp autographs. They don't have to. The coach is not telling them that it's required, and you see them out there making sure every kid gets an autograph. So it's just seeing those kinds of experiences. Um, that you just wouldn't normally see. And they also don't publicize, um, which kind of adds to that feeling of it being truly authentic.
0: Absolutely. Uh, If you could have dinner with any three people that are alive, who would it be?
1: Um, I think I would just pick two. Um, I would pick Selena. I definitely um, feel like I relate to, you know, being Mexican American and, you know, feeling like you don't quite hit both, um, a hundred percent. And so how do you be authentic and true to yourself, knowing that you're trying to meet two different needs that, you know, are still both really big pieces of you. Um, and then the other would be Kobe Bryant. I definitely admire his work ethic, um, and just being able to sit down and learn a little bit more about that and, and how you go about that, um, would definitely be an interesting dinner. I think.
0: Absolutely. Great group of three for sure. Uh, if you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room, what would you choose and why?
1: (laughs) Um, I think probably the song that's like in my head would be, um, unstoppable by Sia. I think, um, that's, kind of my mindset on everything I, tr- I try to not think about what I can't do and more along the lines of what I can do um so just having that mindset um when you step into any room that that you've got it covered and you've got it handled and that nothing's really going to get in your way there's always a solution to any problem um I think that's what I would choose
0: great answer final question Wrapping it up, if you could go back in time and be in person for one specific sporting event, what would it be and why?
1: I think I'm going to change this on you, too. I think I would choose an event in the future. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I would I would want to be at the um, Raiders Super Bowl where we're actually in the game. Um, I'm hopeful that's sooner rather than later, um, but I think it would be a really good moment in time. And, of course, I am really looking forward to 2024 being in Las Vegas so if that happens to be the case for us that would be what I'm most excited for to have um, the Super Bowl in our city um, is going to be a really exciting thing for us.
0: So you hoping for a Raiders Super Bowl from the fan side or from the employee side or both? Uh
1: Almost both. Right. If, if we're in it, um, I think it would be a little bit more of a fan perspective for me. Right. Um, But the Super Bowl being in Las Vegas is definitely from the employee side of just having that other moment of 11 events in seven days or something along those lines where you just can't beat that experience at all.
0: Absolutely. I'm not going to say, I hope it happens because I'm a fan of a different team in the NFL, (laughs) but for your sake, I hope it happens for you. I understand. (laughs) Anyways, Priscilla, thank you so much uh, for taking a few minutes to chat, share your journey, share some insight. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to chat and for you to be on the podcast. Yeah.
1: Thanks again for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Suits in the Stadium podcast presented by Barb the Baker. Barb the Baker is a woman-owned small business specializing in scone mixes and cookie mixes, as well as delicious assorted baked goods. You can follow Barb the Baker on her social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and also order her delicious treats directly from her website at barbthebaker805.com. The Suits in the Stadium podcast is available across all listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and many more. You can also find us on numerous social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow and share with others who you think may be interested in our podcast. We release new episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next one.